TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! <laughs> We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 455, and I'm Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Yisung, costume designer and TV enthusiast, calling in from L.A. Hi, this is Tom, executive director of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles. And this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. All right, let's start off with the news. First up, I have that... Uh, San Diego Comic-Con may be canceled, but everyone's invited. So apparently we're doing San Diego Comic-Con at home edition, where there are no lines, there are no badges, and you can watch it from the comfort of your own home. Interesting. So I am very curious what this is going to look like. But they just announced it uh, today. Uh, so we will, so maybe we're all going to Comic-Con, baby! Hey! Can I cosplay? <laughs> yeah, from your own house. Sure. Alright, uh, Tamura Mor- Morrison, who played Django Fett, will play yep. Bubba Fett in Mandalorian Season 2. Uh, the show Broke on CBS has been canceled. Uh, Was that a show? That was Isn't a show. That? It looked terrible, and I didn't watch it. So apparently other people agree with me, which is hard. It's like no one's, everyone's at home watching television, and nobody can watch your TV show. And it was on CBS, and everybody's like, nope. Uh, Younger uh, will be getting a spinoff starring Hilary Duff, and that show is on Netflix, older? I believe. Will it be called Older? <laughs> I do not know what it's going to be called. Isn't that on TV Land? Is it? Is, yeah. I don't remember. Uh, is it on TV Land? I don't know why I thought it was on Netflix, but yeah. yeah. So it's getting a spinoff. Uh, Upload, which we will be talking about in this podcast, has been renewed oh, for God. season two. Yay! I was waiting. I was like, I didn't know what you were going to say, but I, it ends in a way that it feels like it really needs a season two. Like it ends, it ends, and you're like, wow, that's a great cliffhanger. But I definitely am glad we're getting a season two. Um, CBS has picked up. Has gone straight to pick up no pilot because none of the pilots got shot, so they're picking up the Equalizer, which is starring. Um, oh my God, what is her name? No, they, there were there were pilots that were shot. Not that I'm aware. Of. Most of the pilots got they got pushed, they, and so they didn't shoot them because we <laughs> the pandemic happened right at pilot season. I, I found the article in Variety. A lot of them didn't finish. B positive was one of the only pilots to complete filming before the pandemic. Well, and, oh, you, and you didn't, you cut me off. Be Positive got picked up by CBS. So a lot of pilots didn't get shot. And so it's, it's just a big deal that they pick these shows up. And speaking of Clarice, which is a spinoff of Silence of the Lambs, Cal Penn has been added to the cast of that show. Uh, National Treasure TV series has uh, been picked up for at Disney+. And Fine. that is all the news I have. Go ahead, Tom. Oh, there's okay. Uh, CBS renewed 23 shows, including all three NCISs, both FBI's, The Unicorn, Bob Hart's Avishola. Uh, we already talked about the Equalizer, Clarys, and Be Positive, and uh, they joined Walker, which had already been p- p- straight to series order. In addition to Broke, they canceled Carol's second act, which was terrible. 
Man with a Plan, which just fin- which is in season four, and Tommy, which was a freshman show. Oh, I've, uh, I, Tommy was the one that you liked. I didn't like either one, Tommy or that other one, or was it the I sheriff? Liked, I like her. It was not a great show. No, and I not. watched I, I watched like the first three or four episodes. What show? And like, Tommy. Tommy with Edie Falco. Yeah. Don't uh, have a great actor in a bad show. That's the yeah. moral. That's, yeah. That's how I felt, yeah. All right. Uh, CBS All Access will integrate content from the uh, from the Viacom CBS cable networks this summer and eventually rebrand. As of last Thursday, a hundred Paramount films were available, including the Godfather trilogy and one of my personal favorites, Soap Dish. Dish, uh-huh. Dish Network lost four hundred thirteen thousand subscribers in quarter one, and they're blaming COVID. It's like, dude, people are at home watching TV. How can you not get them to watch your Watch your uh, your outlet. Um, at NBC, Laura Sohn has been promoted to season re- series regular for season eight of The Blacklist, and Blacklist is going to finish its se- seventh season finale using a combination of live action and animation. Um, Stranger Things, Fleabag, and Watchmen are among the Peabody Award 2020 nominations. HBO has set an overall deal with director Derek Cianfrance, who... Uh, who's this? Uh, I know this much true debuts tonight and is being rave reviews. Chris Pratt and Antoine Fuqua are teaming for the series Terminal List, which has landed at Amazon. <laughs> Nick Nicholas Cage is gonna play Tiger King. No, in a, no, <laughs> yeah, I heard that scripted, and I was like, that's brilliant, brilliant in a scripted series. <laughs> I thought he was. That's the awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Disney Plus has ordered a series adaptation of R.L. Stein's Just Beyond graphic novels. HBO Max has greenlit the animated series Santa Inc. with Seth Rogen and Sarah Silverman giving their voices. Netflix has hired the Haunting of Bly Manor team to adapt Midnight Club as a series. Stars has accused MGM of violating exclusivity, and they are not happy because they bought. A whole bunch, like uh, several hundred MGM movies and TV shows exclusively, and the execs started noticing them showing up on other platforms. Oh, and then that's finally shady. the television. Yeah, yeah, it is very shady. By the way, some MGM movies are going to be available ones are available on, on CBS All Access right now. I went through uh, a bunch of lists this morning, and, and then finally, the Television Academy has clarified its double dipping rule since we're in this weird thing where things will be eligible for Oscar even if they don't play in the theaters. Basically, if you get an Oscar nomination, you cannot get an Emmy nomination. Oh, okay. Which is fair. Yeah, that is fair. Pretty fair. All right, so let's move on to the shows. Uh, First up, we're going to talk about Westworld, and this was the season finale. Even though it did not feel like a season finale, it felt like a random episode in the middle of the season, which is not good. <laughs> like, I'm just like, yeah. Uh, so what? It almost felt like the writers couldn't be bothered to write a season finale. Like they were just like, meh, I don't feel like it. And then this is what we got. Um, and I don't even know how to feel about that. Because the, sh- the season so far has not been great, but it started out well. Like, I really liked the beginning of the season. I thought it started pretty strong, and then it started to falter. In the li- like, right before the end, it started to falter. And then it's just like they ran out of gas. It's so bizarre. 
And considering how the show is all about twists and turns and plots like you didn't see coming, there was nothing like that in this one. It was just so just straight. Well, the the, the revelation that um, that the the Dolores had cloned herself and put that them was in these good, other but bodies. that happened in like episode four. Yeah, well, there were only eight episodes, so. right? But I'm just saying it happened early, and it was a great like that was the best episode of the season when you find that out. That was fantastic. And this episode, my problem was, I understand that Charlotte Hale who is really Dolores, how they've been living different lives and they become different people. Like, I get that they've evolved into different people having these different experiences. That all makes sense. But why she just decides to screw Dolores' plan and, like, I'm going to get you killed now, like, that was... I guess it was sort of set up, but it didn't feel completely set up. And especially, like... The execution of all of it, like, it was bizarre. I was like, what? okay, so now Charlotte Hale's her enemy and hates her, but what? All right. Like, it just it just didn't flow. So, and then the stuff with Caleb just does not work at all. I don't care about him. I don't care about him, her giving him choices and blah, 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 blah. Like, his character, Aaron Paul, managed to have a performance that was super uninteresting. Which may like what? Why? How is that possible? So, well, I don't think he was given rant. a lot to work with. Is the problem? I mean, yeah. his character Seriously. was just kind of there. You know, he was he was he was more a plot device than a person. Yeah. And I think you know I've I've had problems with this show um, since earlier than you did. I I just early on. I mean, the, it did open strong. I I agree with you there. And for the first couple of episodes, I was with it. But the more it went on, the more I kept thinking, what does this have to do with Westworld? This feels like a completely different show with completely different goals, completely different point of view, completely different uh, interests. It's, it doesn't seem to be about the same things anymore. The characters don't behave the way they used to. Uh, most of the characters I care about aren't even there anymore. Um, I, most, most of the time, Jeffrey Wright's, uh, Bernard character was sidelined and, and I'm, I'm <clears throat> left asking where he is most of the time. And so I, I don't know, it was, I, as I real I agree with everything that you said about the finale, but I think that that has, I, I think that it, it came out of their writing for the, the whole season. The, I don't, th I think the writing was sloppy. I think that they, they went into this saying, we got to have a new season, but we don't have the vaguest idea what it's going to be about. Right. And just brought out a bunch of random things. It's, you know, Westworld was never about uh, humanity having control over their own destiny. It was about these these sentient robots and whether they were they actually qualified as people with their own agency. And and that's what I was concerned with. And, you know, we've let, we found ourselves leaving Westworld before we even really got a chance to explore all of Westworld, which I think would have been much more interesting. So, yeah, I was left at the end of this thinking, yeah, okay, well, I know it's got another season and I'm going to tune in for that just to see if they managed to right the ship. But I I really ended this just not liking what I was watching whatsoever. It didn't feel like Westworld and I'm, I'm 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 really tuning in just to see if they can do a better job next year. I'll be if they don't, I think I'm going to be turning out early. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, I, I can I can see that. Go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I, I I agree with everything that Libby and Allison have said, and and my cake metaphor from last week too. Your cake this season metaphor? was not done. You oh. had interesting <laughs> ideas, you did not execute them well. So if you no. stick a toothpick in it, there's still batter on on the toothpick. And I read it. Uh, uh, David Gerald, who uh, science fiction writer, had an uh, had an his his take on Westworld. The problem is this whole. You know, if you got if you want to make an oven, you got to break a few eggs philosophy, or in this case, you got to burn it all down to rebuild. No, that doesn't work, and we are living through the consequences of that in the real world. I just wish that, they, and and the bad guy was terrible. He was just oh, I'm an uber rich guy and I want stuff and blah blah with blah with that accent. And yeah. Rhea Boehm looks like the AT and T logo. Blah blah blah. It's like ah, yeah. I mean. A bunch of interesting themes and a bunch of great fight scenes do not a season make. Agreed. Yeah. All right. That's all we have to say about that. Let's move <laughs> on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Killing Eve. And this e- episode, I think Tom... Or as I call uh, it... Go ahead, Tom. Killing, killing Steve. Because <laughs> come on, what is it? What, what do they have against the guys on this show who are related to the main characters? They are not important basically is all they're saying like the guys are not important in this show at all it's all about the women the women are the strong characters and if you're a guy your life expectancy is low on here uh but the steve thing because i saw that she stole like they're showing his life and it's boring it's weirdly boring and i was like i guess that's what he wants because being around eve was like super crazy so he's hiding out in poland and when he gets pulled away, I saw the woman steal his phone. Like, I saw it without doing the replay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, so all these texts that Eve's getting are not from him. They're from whoever. So I figured that part out, which was fine. And then I was trying to figure out, like, what she was going to do to break them up. And she was like, they were like, well, can I just kill Eve? And they're like, no, you can't. And I was like, why? Because of plot armor, obviously. <laughs> That's the only reason why you just can't kill Eve and stop this problem. Um, because Eve right now is just a civilian, so they could kill her, but apparently no. So they kill Steve instead to cause a rift to make it look like Villanelle killed her, killed him, which I get why they're doing that, but I'm like, what do you think's gonna happen that now Eve is gonna go kill Villanelle? Like, I, I don't know, I, because I hate when you create a problem with that all it requires is a conversation. And then, mm-hmm. and, cause, yeah, because the thing about Villanelle, if she kills someone, she's proud. She will gladly accept. She is absolutely proud about it. Yeah, she will tell you. She will rave, and so all she has to do is be like, "I totally didn't kill that dude," and I think Eve would believe her. So I just that just seems like a bad move. On it. obviously, it's someone who doesn't understand their relationship, and if this conflict lasts more than like an episode, I'm going to be annoyed. Well, the, you know, it, it requires not understanding Villanelle, which is weird because Dasha is her longtime handler from, you know, she's the one who taught her right. initially. So, I mean, you'd think that she understands her psychology and the whole thing of, of going in and killing Eve's husband when really all Eve wanted to do was separate herself from Villanelle. She didn't want to have anything to do with her at all at this point. So the the, the best way is to just kind of leave it at that, you know, and see if it... it just dies but when she kills the husband now eve is going to 
come want to go her. after Villanelle. Right. And and Villanelle is possibly, you know, that that conversation is eventually going to happen. In which case, both of them are going to team up to to find out, you know, take down Dasha. And, and yeah, and take it out on her. So it's it's like it's a dumb plan. Well, and the other thing is, if, if Villanelle was going to kill the husband, if that was her motive or something she would do, she would have killed him by now. Yeah. And the fact that Lord she, knows she had ample she opportunity. She had plenty of opportunity and did not do it. So it doesn't even make sense that she would. they're split up, they're separate, which is what Villanelle wanted. So mm-hmm. why would she then kill him? It makes no sense. And then the little note is... Not something that she was like, something like, I still got it or still something. She left the, I forgot what the note said. But yeah, it was like, that's not Villanelle. Like, that's not what she would say. And I was like, ah, you guys don't understand her. And I do think that initially Eve will think it's her and like just the heat of the battle or whatever. And she'll be upset. But I really do think that that's going to, like you said, it's going to end up with the two of them teamed up together. It's going to have the opposite effect, mm-hmm. which I like because I like them together. So that's fine. Yeah, um, but it's a mistake that you, you can't see someone like Dasha, the way she's been presented to us anyway, would make. It's, it's just dumb. You know, it's like, OK, I'd, I'd expect. I'd expect something like that if it was just some random operative who didn't really know Villanelle or Eve and, and did that. But, you well, know, to be we fair, Dasha doesn't know Eve. Dasha does no, not she doesn't know, know Eve. Eve, but she does know Villanelle. She's her mentor. Yeah, but she was she stopped being her mentor after she was a teenager. She doesn't know about her being in love with that other woman. And she's never seen her but, with Eve. She does. No, like, I feel like situation. if she does know the situation, yeah, but I feel like. She should have talked to the other guy, whatever. Uh, what's his name? Phyllis Constantine. I feel yeah. like this is a, she should have been like, so if I do this, what's she going to do? Like, I feel like that's a conversation and they did not have that. Anyway, there's a lot of problems with that, but I am, I'm still into the show. Definitely. And I want to see what happens. Um, so, and I really liked last week's up the week before. I really like that episode. So I'm still in. It's not like this is going to turn me off or anything, but yeah, no. Agreed. All right. Any other thoughts before we move on? All righty. Wait. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about The Rookie. This is part one of a two-parter. Is that right? Yes. Uh, So it's all about there's a mole inside of the LAPD. Oh, my God. Who could it be? Uh, The new guy. The dude from Lost. Yeah, I was like, the, the new guy that showed up that someone already told you was crooked, but you didn't believe it because he seems like a super nice guy? You mean that guy? Like, come on, guy. Like, I really... The Rookie does not do... It's not 24. That is, <laughs> that is not what it does. And so for them to even attempt this is just kind of silly. Yeah. I was like... Yeah. Go ahead. You, you know, I thought... I thought, um, and I say this every week, so I won't harp on it. It's a fun, light show, um, and I think you said it best. Uh, they really shouldn't try. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. You know what I mean? Like um, the season ender last year, it was a two-parter as well, and that actually did create some solid tension, and you know, and involved Chen, and you know, she's buried in an oil drum in the middle of a field. Like all of that did actually work for me. You know what I mean? And I was really concerned about her. Blah blah blah. Um, she, well, first of all, she's a main, main character. We've really grown to like her and see her grow. Um, and I feel 
it's almost pointless to complain about a show, you know, an episode of The Rookie. Um, it's not a great show, but it is what it is. But I feel like this was probably, for me, one of the least interesting and boring, uh, you know, shows of the of the season, you know, um, because they, you know, they tried to do something that really doesn't matter. And it, like you said, it was telegraphed. Um, also, I thought it was weird that they shoehorned poor Allie Larder. They are just trying to, you know, give her something to do. And then she's the, you know, every time they go to the hospital, she's the doctor on call. <laughs> what are the chances? You know what I mean? It's like, what are you here 24-7? Do you live here? You know what I mean? So her character has been a waste all season. We've all talked about how they, they didn't pull it off. The ship is not has not left the port. Um, and, uh, you know, they don't give her much acting. And I that's a shame because I like the actress. I like her acting. Her character had potential, but it doesn't on the show. I'd be surprised if they brought her back. I think they're phasing her out because of the whole, I'm back with my ex-husband kind of a thing, which is also lame. So I'm going to stop talking because, you know, I'm going to give him this one. Ugh, sadly, I, have to get, I guess I have to give him two because this was a pointless episode. Now we're going to have a pointless part, part I will, two. I will say um, this. I will say this. I, yes, it was super predictable. I knew exactly where this was all going, but I still enjoyed the episode. It's like weird. I, I, well, I, I totally still enjoyed it's, it. It's well made. It's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not breaking new ground. It's comfort food television. Yes, for sure. And for may sure. I just say, this is, this is the first of two episodes we're going to talk about this week where we have the trope of the week, my frenemy, my dead friend. What? Huh? My frenemy. <laughs> you have people who are frenemies. Who are the people who are you frenemies? You know, Chris and the black kid. Went to the academy together, and they were, you know, they were rivals at the academy. Oh, and then we had this great scene. And then he's dead. And we're gonna see, oh. we're gonna see something very similar on another show. Oh, okay. This yeah. week, talking where Motherland? that is You're what he's talking. talking yes, that is what he's talking. Yes, about. I am. But I'm like, come on. It's like just put a bullseye on their head when they're like, oh. <laughs> well, I will give Motherland. I will. I will give Motherland points that we saw their enemy thing through the whole season. Through the whole season, yeah. I, so I, will, I, will I will give them, give them points on that. With, with the rookie, yeah, the rookie, it was like, here's this dude that's been our friend forever. You've just never met him before. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what? totally. Uh, well, that's the show. Normally, yeah, I don't I, care, but yeah. this week I kind of was like, meh. All right, well, let's move on. There wasn't anything spectacular, and everyone guessed who the mole was as the credits were rolling at the opening of the episode. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, moving on. Next up, we're going to talk about uh, 911. And what happened on this one? Because I remember the end, which was the big A lot cliffhanger. of bad acting from tertiary characters. That's what happened on this <laughs> I just told you, they're, they're, whoever it is that's making the 911 yeah, call, the they don't have to down. be great. They literally have a line like, oh, but my God, my parable <laughs> from the little girl. I will give their I will give their music supervisor credit for having a sick sense of humor. Because would you like to fly in my beautiful balloon? <laughs> <laughs> well, all the stuff like I literally sometimes will fast forward until you get to the now because, you know, it's people being stupid. <laughs> Until you get to the 911 call. So sometimes I don't even watch that. Because I'm like, all right, we, something crazy is going to happen. Let's get to the call. Uh, so I don't care if those guys are terrible. I really don't. I, I just think it's... Well, you let's know, get to the got, meat. Let's get to the meat. that's as well produced and well acted at the top, 
those little roles do matter, though. Well, let's get to the meat of the episode, which was uh, Athena chasing after the Cyril Athena, and uh, she's like, "I think the guy's living here. Let me go in here into this dark place with because there's no power <laughs> right now. Let's go into this dark uh, facility by myself. I have told people where I am, but it's going to be a while till they get here. But I'll go check it out because I got a feeling he's here." And I was like, wow. Though, I, I will say it was kind of worth it to see, uh, oh, God, what's the the fireman? Bobby. 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 It was kind of worth it to see the look on his face. He's listening in the call. Like, that was so, dis- it was so uncomfortable just watching his face as as you just hear all the be- the beating happening. And I know he was just, he was feeling terrible. And then I like that when he gets off the truck, he grabs an axe. And I was like, really? Who are you going what to you do with that, axe? <laughs> but, I mean, you gotta, you gotta feel for him. That he was just, he was just feeling so... And the name of the episode is called Powerless. And that's kind of the point, is that's what everybody is feeling in each one of the little acts. So that right. was good. Um, and then you had uh, Hen. They thought Hen cheated. You had that little quick storyline. I, I I hated that. I just stopped that with, oh, come on. We know she's not going to be cheating. Oh, yes, I know. But it was funny to watch Chimney uh, drink with Drunk. Her. Yeah, that was pretty amusing, <laughs> if nothing else. But the big thing is at the very end of the episode... We get, boom, the, boom, boom. we get the train crash, and then we have Connie Britton back. And I was like, yes! Because as much as... Uh, what is what is the other woman's name? Jenny Love. Oh, she is nowhere near as good as Connie Britton. No. She is just not. I just... I, I really don't care about the 911 facility anymore because Connie Britton's not there. She is so good. And even just when you get her talking on the phone, she's like, I've got a derailment and blah, 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 blah. And she's giving all the facts. I was like, oh, I remember you. Yes, you're when the show was good. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to next week's episode, but I don't know why Buck thinks that she's single and he can date her again. I was like, Buck, come on, man. Um, It's going to break Buck's heart, but oh, well, I mean them together was weirdly cute but you could tell that wasn't gonna go anywhere because he was like five compared to her (laughs) but it's always refreshing to see an older woman with a younger man it is considering how considering how many times we have a you know a a dude as old as methuselah going after you know somebody you know from i mean right i do i did think it was refreshing but I didn't think it was going to last long because she, not just that he was young. If he was young and mature, that would have been fine. But Buck is the definition of immature. Yeah, but who said that Connie Britton was looking for something permanent? Well, that's the thing is she wasn't and he was. Bingo! Yes, that, that was pretty much the problem. Um, but anyway, so I'm, I, wanna, I do want to see where that's going. I can't wait for next week's episode. So thumbs up for me. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about Penny Dreadful City of Angels. And this is a show that should have just been called City of Angels and not Penny Dreadful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will give them credit for doing the colon rest of the name. And I feel like this is one of those situations when someone proposed the show, they were like, they're like, hey, I've got this show about this. We should call it City of Angels. And they're like, well, if we put Penny Dreadful in front of it, we'll get the Penny Dreadful crowd as well. 
Like that, that might've been a conversation, but cause the show is not, it reminds me more of American gods than anything LA else. Confidence. Oh, well, yeah, I was mm-hmm. going to say American gods. Cause you have the gods interfering with humanity and creating chaos. And I thought it was like good omen too. Don't you think? Well, they didn't little, interfere like, as much. Light in the dark, white in the black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they didn't interfere as much. This is very much American Gods. They totally interfere, and this was very much like, "Hey, let's let me prove the humanity's crap." And while I'm doing it, while I'm trying to prove it, I'm going to be whispering in their ear and getting them to do stuff. So, I actually ignoring everything about Penny Dreadful, which I know Allison could not do. But I separated myself from Penny Dreadful. Once I realized it was more American Gods, I was like, oh, okay, I'll just watch it as American Gods. And I, I like the characters. Um, and I'm kind of intrigued by the story. I, and I think I really like the part in the second episode where they were like, what if this was all the distraction? This was just a regular murder. And I was like, yes, let's do that. So I enjoyed the show. And I know that you're about to hear some negativity about it, but I just wanted to get that out there right now. I am enjoying the show. Go. Who else well, has comments? Uh, you know, I had a problem with it that went well, well beyond Penny Dreadful. I mean, yes, there's the issue that it has nothing to do with the first series, not even thematically like the first series, because when I went into it, I thought, okay, well, maybe they're doing like dime store novel detective things, and they're not even doing that. But um, my, my main issue is that the show seems to be kind of all over the place. I mean, you said it's like American Gods, but it's like American Gods only with all the wit and humor ripped right out of it. It's about as funny as a brain tumor. Um, and we, you know, they keep having all these elements that they throw at you. Okay, well, here's this detective, you know, murder mystery element. And then all of a sudden we have the Nazi element. And then we have this supernatural element. And then we have the, the uh, in you know, uh, in racism element against, against, uh, Chicanos. And so the, uh, you know, you've, and oh, now we're going to throw in the, you know, building of the freeways as if Roger Rabbit didn't do that better. Um, you know, it's, it's like all these different pieces that they're trying to shove together and they don't really seem to work, especially, you know, I mean, I know there would, there was like a group of Nazis operating out of, out of Los Angeles during that period of time, but they didn't really mean anything. And, you know, there, there was no, there was no, you know, the, the, the Holocaust did not begin in Los Angeles. Okay. So I don't understand why there's this focus there. And, and all of these little different pieces just don't seem to really marry together. It's like they had these different ideas and they kind of threw them together in a bag and shook it and, you know, decided to shoot whatever popped out. So, I, you know, I just don't think this show is working really on any level, which is a shame because it's got a tremendous cast. It's got a wonderful cast. I mean, you know, Natalie Dormer, uh, Nathan Lane, you know, they've, they've got playing, all these really... Playing it, playing it straight, literally. Playing I mean, it very, very and, straight. And, and dramatic role. <laughs> yeah, and Rory Kinnear and a, a lot of other people um, who, were, who were terrific, you know, and it just seems like a waste because they, they're just kind of floating around like waiting for something to do and and i don't know maybe it'll eventually come together gel together into a cohesive idea but right now it just doesn't seem to 
I mean, though the latest well, Allison, that we did was what I thought was going to be an Amy Semple McPherson thing, and then that didn't even pan out there either. I don't even know what that was about. That was that was just plain weird. I mean, we have this this weird cult that, and you're you're expecting all of this, you know, Holy Roller Jesus stuff, and instead she does a lounge act on stage, and it was just like, what are they doing? Well, so yeah, it's kind did of you like see both episodes? Yes, Allison. You did. Oh, that, okay. That, no, I'm just that, that, that happened in the last episode. Got it. Got it. I only saw the first one, and I and I didn't quite get, not on purpose. I just didn't get to the last like eight or ten minutes. Um, I, I will say this: my, the jury's definitely out for me, and I've only seen, like I said, I'm ten minutes shy of the first finish or the first episode. But I really wanted to, you know, know if you'd seen both episodes because you'll have obviously a larger perspective or whatever um i'm you know the jury's out i'm a sucker for a period piece um it's not particularly beautiful or shot particularly interestingly the costumes aren't great uh but i mean i, no, I know i'm saying negative 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 um but it's it's a little bit more intrig. here's what's funny it's a bit it's a bit more intriguing a little bit more than hollywood was but hollywood was just soap soap opera and it was like fun to watch this and the colors and were a little bit very more intense. Pretty. It was, it yeah, was it was very pretty. Yes. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, the costumes, the colors were very intense. And, you know, I, I think I mentioned last week, almost cartoonish. This one seemed very, it's so uninteresting to see every 1930s, 40s, late 30s, 40s, that period, especially done in costume, everything looked like it was pulled and everything looked like, you know, LA confidential, the untouchables, like, you know, the, the film, you know, the editing and the lens and the color and the lighting and all that stuff, it's all the same. So that was also uninteresting. However, I'm willing to give the show a shot, although maybe with even a little bit more trepidation because of what Allison said. Hey, um, you're not ignoring what but, I'm saying. Mm. Well, wait. No, let me finish, though. I was just going to say. But, however, um, I didn't know that much about the Nazi, you know, contingent in in los angeles and uh, the whole german thing i'm not saying that it's true but you know they're taking a thread and they're kind of building something from it that whole thing about the fuhrer wanting to invest in california buying the mayor um also and this is, i think is a very underrepresented and i hate the word now it's such a you know it's such a whatever but you know representation but i want to be very specific uh the the latin hispanic community obviously is an integral part of los angeles and i've never really seen it portrayed in that period time you know what i mean so to me it's a fascinating look into not it's just not a period piece but it's a period piece focused on that community and how they're you know they're their uh, integral part of the growth of Los Angeles and all of that. So to me, that's actually fascinating. So I, I like the show well enough to keep watching it. And I have hopes that it'll get better as far. Last thing I'm going to say, as far as the supernatural element, I'm not even that interested, except that I'm, I love Natalie Dormer. I love her. And if this is going to be her, um, what's, what was that show? Orphan black, you know, oh, where we see her yeah, in yeah. like an old wig and like a blonde wig. She's sexy. She's old. She's that's cool. I'm like absolutely fine with watching her stretch her, you know, acting ability. Well, she's so I'll watch. Very well in that, I, I, yeah. I have to say. But I mean, you know, yeah. like I said, I I like the the performers, and I think yeah. they're they're doing as well as they can. They're just stranded in a very bad yeah. script. Yeah. All right. Well, let's yeah. move on. Let's move I on. I oh, wait. agree. Oh, I, Tom? Yeah, I was disappointed, and and as intrigued as I was, like Yusun said, to see Chicano culture depicted in early 20th century LA was interesting. It just couldn't redeem itself above the hot mess of a script. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. 
next up, we're going to talk about what we do in the shadows. And when I say we, I mean other people other than me. Um, Allison, can I start? <laughs> I asked because you're my fellow fan, um, but I want to rave a little bit because... Um, Keep it I, to about four minutes, guys. Yeah, I like the show well enough. I mean, I mean, I like the show a lot, um, but, you know, and, and I watch it because of the fondness of the characters and this and that, but I thought this week's episode was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, I was... I kind of felt that the the energy vampire has been a little bit underutilized and not so much of a waste, but just as a, like a one note as a joke, kind of a, you know, it was a gag a gimmick, whatever. But this week's episode focused all around the energy vampire and how he got promoted um, to be a supervisor and just how unbelievably life force sucking he is. <laughs> Um, and to the point where like his head grows and he's able to fly and he becomes telekinetic. I mean, it was hilarious. And then the part where he drained the vampires to the point of like desiccation and how they just like gave up on living. And it was it was seriously one of the funniest episodes. I think they've they've done this season, I would say top three, maybe four of the entire run. Um, the the actor was underutilized, like I said, and the and, and, and his role anyway. So I just and I, I literally wanted to like write down all the one liners, you know, <laughs> but like they were so, there were too many. I just was like, oh, forget it. The whole episode is great. So anyway, I just want to say that uh, it was probably it was peak for me and they did a great job, you know, finally giving him his due. I, I agree. It was absolutely hilarious all the way through. And yeah, he, he has been kind of peripheral, you know, since they started this show. It's like, okay, yeah, that's, you know, the this little joke that we all knew people like that. But then they, they took it to its logical conclusion, which was just absolutely fantastic. When he ran his hand over his head and his entire head of hair suddenly appeared, <laughs> I, was, yeah. I, I completely <laughs> lost it. It was great. Um, but but all of it, I mean, he's just walking through the, the office and, and saying like one one liner, you know, oh, like, that was the best. Uh, that was and, the best. And, and they would like drop over dead like flies just by his saying one little cliched line. And I, I it just it was awesome. I was it was just great. I love when when he he, you know, started targeting the vampires themselves. Nandor just lying there and saying, Guillermo, put your neck in my mouth. <laughs> I'm too tired to get up. Put your neck in my mouth. It was just no. like it was it was so fantastic. It was just yeah. a really hilarious show. Everything. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I was going to say wrap it up, guys. Wrap it up. Yeah, I was just going to end by saying I wanted to finish by saying if if people were kind of curious about the show or thinking, you know, is it funny? Is it not funny? Whatever. It, even though this isn't a, uh, you know, about the vampires so much and it isn't like a classic episode, it's really funny. And you don't need to know anything about anybody. So if you just want to catch an episode, this would be a really fun one to watch because people can relate to, to energy vampires and you don't really need to know the relationships of, uh, or history of any of the real characters to enjoy this episode. So I, I, that's all I wanted to say. All right, uh, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about Motherland, Fort Salem. And this was the season finale and it was called City Drop. And Wow. I really like this episode. This is what I wanted the show to be. And each I, episode. Yes, this is what I wanted the show each episode. Not just to the be. last two. Yes. <laughs> the last two have been great. And I think what what it is is I think the show is of two minds. It's like it wants to deal with the 
the teenage angsty relationships because they're aware that they have teenage girls watching this show. And so they're trying to feed them. And it's like there's they can't they're they're battling themselves. And the actual story arc stuff is really good. So I, I, I like this episode. I like that the team working together trying and I, that they're they're fighting amongst themselves basically almost made them lose. And then I also even like the fact predictable. I mean, who we all could have predicted that they get thrown into a real situation. And so, uh, but I like the fact that the that the general had to be like, okay, the cadets are the only ones we have available, so let's send them. And then she gets all this pushback. And I think she's actually starting to lose, the general's actually starting to lose control of her people. Because they do a good job of indoctrinating you, making you believe she's like God. But she keeps making a lot of mistakes. And she keeps risking and getting a lot of people killed and she's starting the people are her own soldiers aren't looking at her the same way anymore and i think that's interesting i thought it was a mistake for her not to tell the truth yes they have hostages however comma these in 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 the rules of armed combat or law of armed combat yes war does have rules just everybody doesn't always play by them including us I mean, it was a you balance know, of, of they had bombs. Would, hostages yeah. would be hostages would be incidental damage because yeah. if they don't stop these bombs at the root, far more people are well, going to die. be killed. Right. Yeah, but the hostages lying, are going to die anyway. So. Right, right. But by lying, she loses the trust of her of her, her people, troops, which right. was ooh, I, I cringed as I watched because just tell the truth. But you know, because the thing is, the truth always comes out. Yeah. The truth always comes out. There's been no successful cover-up. I, I, you know, I like um, the show, and then there's a lot of elements about it I enjoy. I, but you know, there, there are certain. I wish it would be less predictable, because, like you said, you know, there was it was like, of course, while they're doing this this uh, training exercise, you know, something real is going to happen, and they're going to get involved in it. And and as soon as as um, Oh, what's her name? Started to Abigail started becoming friends with her her enemy. Um, it's like the second that happened, I, I and you know it was like they started smiling at each other. I went, oh, yeah. she's dead. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's like, gonna die. Yes. they handed her a red shirt. Yeah, uh, I mean, really, you know, it's like it's it's her her her. You know, time came up that moment. It's, when she looked under the blanket, I said, guess who's gonna be under there? Um, so it, that, that kind of predictable stuff annoys me. And also the fact that these people are in the military and there are certain things, it's like they're angry at things, but they don't seem to be the right things. Like the general, uh, throwing all those troops out there so they could get blown up in, in an explosion by the terrorists. Well, that's something that, that should have been predicted. She should have been more careful with her people to begin with. However, finding herself in a situation where the only people between the terrorists and a, a city full of people were cadets, uh, are a right. bunch of cadets, that she shouldn't you know, be, be uh, criticized for because that's, those are the only people out there. You know? So it's like, she's, it's like, yes, she's being criticized for things, but she doesn't seem to be criticized for the right ones. Right. And people were getting upset that the, the, the um, uh, hostages were going to be killed. And it, it's like the hostages were going to die anyway. They had a, a bomb in there that was described as having the power of like a nuclear explosion. And if they didn't take care of it here, 
it was going to go off right. in a city center. So again, it's like what people are, it, it's, I think the, the general should be criticized and, and things, choices have happened that have been dumb, but the things that merit criticism are not getting criticism and the things that don't are. Well, I think that also the girls, uh, when they were having their internal fight, like at the beginning of the fight, it was like, how could you betray me like that and turn her in? And I was like, uh, she was trying to kill you and turn you over to somebody. She's <laughs> like, missing I, the point. Yeah, and she was yeah. like, well, I don't believe you. I think you're lying. And she was like, you literally saw in my mind, you mm. saw what I saw, you know, uh, I'm not uh, lying. Uh, and she yeah, was I thought just, that was a little weird. Yeah. So she, and she got mad at her and I was like, your anger makes no sense. Like, I, but I, I will give them this, which I points for, because I agree with pretty much everything everyone said. Uh, but I, so I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll talk about something else. I really liked. We keep talking about how slow it is, and this and that. And again, I agree. The last two episodes were the best. This one was fine. I, I mean, this one was great. I'm fine with the tropes and you know the this the you know the mortal your friend of me dying and all of that. But what I really liked was they didn't drag out her not believing everyone. Do you know what I mean? Like Seriously. I really liked. Yeah. I, you know, I really wondered how they were going to do something that was going to convince her, show her convincingly that they weren't lying. You know what I mean? I was. I was really interested. I was like, okay, writers, show me what you got. You know what I mean? Oh, and I was, and they I had was that driver. Right. Yeah. When they had the driver and then it turned out to be her. You know what I mean? And then I love the choice that she made because it was a powerful choice. Again, these are such dramatic words for a show that's this silly but but when she decided when she decided i don't even care if you are her do you know what i mean if you're her or you're not her and then she's like punching her you know what i mean so she like made that choice she chose them over her um and you know to me i think that was that was a good character development power for her so i really liked that they didn't drag that out it would have been annoying to watch her you know whine and moan and you know the whole thing so for me um i i i'm in now like i i like the show a lot more than i think most of you guys did except libby i think you like the show as well the problems i have with it are the same as everyone's problems with it but i'm definitely invested now and i like the show if they can keep up this pace and keep it you know, interesting. And now that they've dumped the whole love story between the teens or whatever, that's, you know, a ballast that's weight, you know, taken off. So if they streamline the show and keep it fast paced, I think I will definitely be, you know, on this train. Yeah, no, I agree. Cause I think, I think what I like about the show most is the concept is fascinating. I love the yep. world building that they do. I want to see more of this world that they've created and I just hope that they they pick up the writing um, by next. Oh, did you season. see? The, did you see the timeline that was on the bulletin board or on the chalkboard? Oh yeah, that was that was no, interesting. Was cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. But that's the oh, kind of thing that I really enjoy about this show. I mean, they're creating an entirely new reality, and we know so little about it right now. And I want to know more. I just right. I just I, want to see the writing pick up to the level that the concept is at. Deserves. Yeah. I wish they could have a. I'm dating myself here, but back in the back in 75, 76, they had bicentennial moments like on CBS News kids shows. Oh, oh, yeah. And what would be cool is that they had like this little segment each episode of like a famous historical moment <laughs> where we could see where their history diverged from ours. Oh, that would that's be the cool. teacher oh, that would be in you, Tom. That's the teacher in you. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. All right, well, we got to wrap this up. I think we're all saying thumbs up. Thumbs overall. up. All right, next up, we're going to talk about how to get away with murder. And I will say this show falters whenever they actually get into court. I know the show is about lawyers, 
99% of the show is not in a courtroom. So when they actually make it a courtroom drama, it, it's not good. That That is not what may... And then for some bizarre reason, this week's episode, we were inside Annalise's head. So you would have the dialogue that was happening and then you would have her go, yeah, but I don't really believe her. And I'm like, what is happening? Why is this show crap? Like what, what, who decided that that was a good idea? It was a terrible idea. Um, it, it was distracting. And part of the thing about the show is we as the viewer are supposed to feel like we know Annalise enough that we can figure out what she's thinking. And so to have her literally telling us what she's thinking was not interesting, I don't think. Um, it was a weird choice for the second to last episode yes. since they've never done it before. Right. And I was like, what is, ha- why? why? Uh, and I don't like, I, like I said, I don't like courtroom dramas. And so they're going to end this entire show in a court. Well, obviously the preview has a lot of murder and whatnot happening next week. So it won't all in a courtroom, but they're supposed to make us believe that Annalise gets murdered. I don't know if that's really going to happen or if it's a fake out or what. Um, but I'm not excited about the finale. It's uh, And it's weird because this is the second Shonda Rhimes show that I don't feel like she's nailing the landing. Like, I don't feel like Scandal, when I got towards the end of Scandal, I was like, blah, I don't care. And I'm getting to is the end of this show. Is she still around? Uh, I mean, is she actually involved with the show? I think that's part of the problem is... She was for Scandal. I don't know. This is not technically her show. She is not the showrunner for this show. But she has, like, she has executive producer status. She gives notes and whatnot. So I don't know how much she's involved in the actual finale. But, yeah, it's like I was liking this season up until now. And now I'm just like, I think I'm going to fall asleep. Like, that is not the way to end a show. So, I mean, I'll hold my judgment on the finale until we get there, obviously. But this was one of the weaker episodes of the season because we were just in a courtroom saying this and that and trying to break people and, ugh, I got a better deal than you got and who cares? I don't care about those kids. They all betrayed Annalise. Screw them. And then what also makes me angry is then they were giving their justification for screwing Annalise. They were like, yeah, we totally killed all these people, but Annalise was mean to us. And I'm like, <laughs> what? She deserves to go. They're like, she, so she deserves to go to jail for life. And they were like, well, yeah, cause she was just awful. And I'm like, you guys literally killed the people. And that's the other thing. What's her name? Um, the black girl. I forgot her name. She's the one that actually killed Sam. She hit him upside the head with like a crowbar or whatever she hit him with, a candlestick. I can't remember. But she's the well, one who... It was, it was Wes who finished him up. She threw him Oh, she the threw banister. him off the banister, right. Yeah. And then Wes is the one who hit him. Yeah. But she had... Annalise had nothing to do with any of it. She wasn't even there. That's no, the thing that's crazy just... to the, me. The thing is... Yeah, what what gets me is that, you know, these characters, I mean, we, we know that they're morally specious, to put it mildly. Um, all through the, the series, they've been like that. But they've reached a point, once once they put them on the stand and have them just lie, lie. and, and yeah. try to get Annalise put in jail forever for things that they did, 
I, at this point, I hate these people so much that I wouldn't care if they all get mowed down at the. Thank you. Know, you. That's what I'm saying. They've made them all so. Unlike. And Oliver used to be the one morally centered person. And yeah, now, not anymore. Yeah, now he's like, well, I don't want my husband to go to jail, so lie, do whatever you got to do. And I was like, seriously, Oliver? Yeah. <sighs> so it's it's like I just don't care. Um, I, you know, the, the only thing that's really keeping me watching is that I've watched already, you know, I know. I've, I've watched everything so far, so I might as well finish it off. And also I'm interested to see what that whole thing about Wes is showing up at the funeral at the right. end. Uh, I, at this point I'm predicting it's somebody's delusion. It, that's entirely possible, but All you right. know, I, I just want an answer for it and then I can delete it off my DVR. <laughs> think about it. Act like it never happened. All right. <laughs> I know. Next up, we're going to talk about The Blacklist, and this week's episode was actually really interesting in that Dembe has always been a character that I've wanted to know more about. This show's been on, what, eight, seven, eight, some ridiculous number of seasons. Seven years. And Dembe was in the first season, in some of the first episodes, and he fascinated me from the very beginning, and so... I like episodes that focus on Dembe because any information that I can glean about his character is amazing. And I really liked the conversation between um, Red and his imam at the end where Red's like, this is already his second chance and he blew his second chance. Because I like Dembe. He was like, did you tell her anything? And Dembe was like, no, but I was going to. Like he didn't need to add the but I was going to. But he did. Because Dembe is 100% honest. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, look, this is where it was. I was willing to betray you. If this situation happens again, I will totally betray you. Like, he he is straight up honest about himself. Which is why he's so frustrated with Red. Like, he's Red's moral center that Red doesn't listen to. Dembe is always trying to tell him to do the right thing. And sometimes Dembe will do the right thing for Red when he really thinks Red is wrong. Um, and that's mainly why I think he really needs Dembe around. Mm-hmm. So if, to be honest, if, if Red legit kills Dembe in like the next episode, yeah, I'm out. Like, that's the only thing keeping Red, not just honest, but like not complete, completely morally corrupt, if that's a thing. But go ahead. Yeah. Well, I think I think that that's part of it. You know, I, I I think that was part of the reason for the the conversation that Red was having with the imam at the end, because I think he was getting that murderous look in his eyes. <laughs> uh, you know, the the same thing that he did with uh, oh god, the the Mister. Mr. Um, oh, I'm I'm blanking yeah, on I know the name. You, I, yeah, I know okay. what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so it, it's the same thing as, you know, oh, everyone betrays me and now I'm going to have to kill Dembe. And and then the conversation with the imam, I think, is what diffused that. I think that that was the whole point of that was to for, for him to realize that Dembe is is not betraying him, that this is who Dembe is. And he's he's trying to to, you know, mitigate as much damage as possible right. and, and do what's right. And so I think that I think that that actually 
took the wind out of those sails. That, that was the whole point of that conversation. Um, I'm, I'm once again just frustrated beyond words with Elizabeth, who continues to prove to be just incredibly Dumber stupid. Dumber than rocks, yes. And I, oh my God, gullible, like, it's just when, you know, when, when the woman gets into the, into the car with her and, and it's like, oh, they're the ones who arranged this. It's like, are you kidding me? Are you really that? Yes, of course you're that dumb. The only one dumber than her is wrestler. And oh my God, this, anything they did with this episode was going to be better than last episode, which was all wrestler all the time. (laughs) Um, But uh, you know, it's yeah. That's so frustrating. But as long as they've got red, you know, front and center and Dembe, you know, right there beside him, you know, I'm, I'm in with the show. That's, that's where for me you're right that is the show i think instead of it being sometimes i really like red elizabeth when it's just the two of them but it's really for me red and dembe like their Mm -hmm. relationship is so rich to me i don't yeah so anyway this episode was good i'm giving this one a thumbs up this was a good episode of the blacklist yeah, and I'm looking forward to see what they do with next week because that just looked weird. It is bizarre. Weird enough but... to be interesting, yes. All right, uh, next up we're going to talk about Upload, and I'm not sure how much to talk about Upload. Like, who finished it? I'm done. I'm only four oh, episodes. I'm, I'm also done. I'm, I'm five episodes in. <laughs> okay, Allison, let's start with you since you're the least into it. What do you think about the show? Um... I'm enjoying it. I'm not finding it to be, you know, it's not one of those shows that I like, oh, I've got to get back to the next episode, but um, I'm, I'm entertained by it. I think the concept is really fun and funny. Uh, it's, you know, this, the, the humor is, is working for me. Um, there's other, there are certain parts of it that make me roll my eyes and, and go really, but I think a lot of it is, is terribly well done. The idea is, is very fun and uh, the cast is great. Robbie Amell uh, is He's really charming. Yeah. He Fantastic. really is. He, he really is. I think he had some acting lessons since yeah. <laughs> that CW show. I literally thought the good. same thing. I thought, ooh, he's been doing, he, you know, taking advantage of his time off, like not being on a show. Because I really was impressed. Really There's impressed. lessons that happened in there. Comic time. Yeah, yeah he's got really comic timing. charming as hell. Um, and you know what? I I was uh, slow on the boat. You got you know people have been talking about it, this and that. There's no good reason why I hadn't tuned in. Just busy and you know whatever. Um, and then you know I heard the comparison or the and it's a very uh, easy one to make about like oh it's kind of like the Good Place. I think it's nothing like the Good Place except for the like afterlife, afterlife concept. Right. You know what I mean? It's not a bright and shiny penny. It's it's more of a wink wink kind of a there. You know there's no. There's really not a lot of pop culture references. It's not, you know, whatever. The, the the I won't talk about what it isn't. I'll talk about what it is. Ten minutes into the show, not may, maybe ten minutes into the show, I was like, oh, I'm gonna love this. I was like, oh yeah, and like the the concept. I love what it how different it is from the the good place in the sense that and you know I was a huge fan of the good place but I also am a big old tech geek so I loved the way that they incorporated um the all this new tech that totally seemed like it could happen and kept the rest of our world very uh normal you know what I mean like this wasn't you know Star Trek next generation like to me all of the 
tech jumps and all of the way they just subtly kind of put it in that scene. There's that, oh, maybe did I talk? I don't know. It's not a spoiler, but there's a scene where they do a sleepover. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I do. Or am yeah, I... You're way ahead. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. It, it doesn't matter. It's not a big, it's nothing. It's just a, it's a throwaway scene. But my point is the thing I really liked about the show from a tech point of view is that the tech seemed all natural and believable. The, the leads are all winning. I love the, uh, the female lead. I forgot her name. She's actually uh, an actor, singer, dancer was involved with prince he like you know discovered yeah. her and she was unrecognizable i didn't follow her career that much but i knew who she was but i had no idea who this actress was well that actress is that singer so i i was so impressed and i think there's real chemistry between the yeah. two leads which is oh, so yeah. unbelievably important you can't watch the show if you oh. don't like the two leads um so i think the casting is great i th all of them the the red-headed you know bellhop slash that dude is guy so creepy though he is so creepy i know he, he's doing a great job it's perfect. So top to bottom, the casting's great. The acting is more than solid. I love the concept. I love the tech. The 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 last thing I will say is it is so well written, I think. Like just I don't know how to describe it. There were these little scenes where I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Or like even the concepts of like um them going to the you know dark web hey, and them hey, getting hey, like that's, that's, way for, that, that's further. Oh, that's further. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, sorry. I'll stop talking then. But if you're not watching the show, you really have to. It definitely has, you know, some similarities to the good place in terms of like the afterlife and the you know the good feeling or whatever but it is a completely different show it's tech heavy and very very um uh smartly written right. i uh, greg daniels and it has a, so, and yeah. it has a murder mystery yes yeah, so i was going to say tom yeah tom your thoughts yeah because you're further along you're, no, you're the next further along it, it's thoroughly enjoyable um you know robbie mel's charming i really love the programmer who is uh, his, you know his angel who is falling i mean they're falling for each other obviously right, right. and uh the, the, the supporting cast the funeral episode oh god <laughs> that is i like that oh i like that before he went to the funeral they were like everyone he, they were like funerals are boring and it's terrible you, and he was like no mine's gonna be cool and he's like no it's gonna be terrible and he gets to his funeral and it is terrible it is, it really is terrible. I, lo I, I loved her eulogy to him that had nothing to do with him. To do with him? Right. <laughs> she, his girlfriend is so self-centered. She's awful. She's just awful. Yeah. Fantastically awful. She's fantastically yeah. awful. Yeah, she, oh, no. she gets on my nerves. Uh, any yeah, other comments? You know? And then, you know, they try to bring her back a little bit. They do. Yeah, they give her. Bit. They try to give her a little bit of depth. Yeah, they uh, do a little arc. Dick, yeah. Dixie cup deep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's about the depth she has. That is correct. All right, uh, let's wrap that up. We're gonna say I think we're all saying thumbs up, and hopefully we can sure. wrap up the series and talk about it next week once you guys all catch up. Um, so if you guys have any questions or comments, leave them to tvcampfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. You listen to us on getthepointradio.com, Krypton Radio, Weednopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye.